0: welcome to the history of the batman with london brought to you by meltdown comics and collectibles in hollywood california this is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature the batman my name is mason booker and as always i'm joined by london from the shadows maybe he'll say something maybe he won't we never know we're joined by shadow adam history of the batman is produced and engineered by me Mason Booker, Adam Silverstein is MIA. We get coded messages occasionally from the ether. He's still out there. He's going to come back. But in the meantime, I'm filling in for him, and it's my honor.
1: London, how are (laughs) you? I'm doing awesome today. It's it's a good day. Yeah. I am so thrilled to hear it. Yo,
0: what's been going on?
1: (laughs) Oh... You know, things are happening. It's it's good though. It's 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 been good times. Reading comics, and I know this episode will come out a little bit after it, but I just went to um, a signing. I saw. Yeah, I saw I, on your now famous Instagram account <laughs> that you in fact <laughs> met Paul
0: Dini. What yeah. up? So
1: you know what's happening next. Yes, he's coming. <laughs> Which, that's awesome, so in a future show, yes, we are like 90 to 99, percent sure he'll do an episode. Oh, yeah. So that'll be great, so... Be sure to watch out for that. Oh, definitely, that'll be coming.
0: And I saw that you went
1: to the DC headquarters. I did. What? Why was I not invited? (laughs) It was amazing. Um, It looked amazing. Yeah, we we went to the offices, and then we got to spend about like an hour in the actual DC archives. Uh, we were given a tour by the librarian, Benjamin, who was a very nice guy, and he was very excited that we were able to spend time in there, because usually he says when he does give tours, it's like about 10 minutes, but we got to spend it over an hour, and he was happy because he doesn't get to gush over comics, and, oh, cool. and so we were like, no, keep going, don't rush you're, it. you're <laughs>
0: like... the perfect candidate, because you are yourself an archivist, so you're, you know. could probably so match the... him fact for <laughs> that,
1: fact. We, we did have a back and forth, which is awesome. And that and is like, definitely. No, no, no. I think that's no. 1938. <laughs> and he was like, actually, I believe that's 1939, <laughs> issue 241. And you were like, no, 242. Actually. <laughs> but that is definitely uh, something I would love to do, like a dream job type of thing. But the archives were wonderful. They have every DC comic book you can think of, including Detective Comics 27 from 1939, which is Batman's debut. They had Action Comics number one. They had every number one or debuting issue of everyone. And everything just they had memorabilia panels unpublished panels just
0: are they kind of like the national archive do they just have like one of every published item basically
1: pretty much yes and even if it's not the actual comic book they have these volumes they're in like black bound books and they keep all of the issues and they're in volumes and you so you can literally read every single comic that batman's been in in that room May take you a while, but it's all there. That's just how extensive What what's in the the black books have like the the panels? They have the comics in them. So if you don't have the actual like one book thirty page comic, if it's not there, they have it within this book and it's the original comic in it so it's, it's what, all together it's
0: what the printed one was made from right ah. exactly so
1: they're not just a whole there's not millions of just single comics just floating around there in books some of them like detective comics 27 or even Detective comics 38 that we saw in person uh the debut of dick grayson or robin that was an actual comic and they're all a little bit uh yellow on the inside because they're from 1939 1940 they're from the 40s and 50s so of course it they're they're old. Yeah, I saw
0: I saw you took a picture of the first Wonder Woman. Yes, and that looked awesome. Yes,
1: it's is amazing. They had the first of everything, like the first appearance of Cheetah, and just they had the. Who is Cheetah? Oh, that's a Wonder Woman villain. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I am not up on my Wonder Woman, no. <laughs> but just just everything. It was amazing, and we saw the the DC Comics offices and it's just it it would be amazing to work there i'm just saying it would... uh, i think you have a a
0: reasonable shot <laughs> i mean you you're in now they know you right you could yes, be like hey i, I want to be the the dc librarian after <laughs> after benjamin
1: well i'm very grateful that i did make some connections and got to talk to people so it it was an amazing experience it and sounds... i'm jealous <laughs> good job <laughs> So they do know that his shoe the batman exists, which right. is always the goal, yes, okay, and so that's one of the reasons why I got to go, which is great, cool, so yeah it it was. It was awesome, and the best part—and it's not the best part—but one of the awesome parts is when you walk in, there's like arcade games for the what? for people to play, like the Batman racing game where you could pick the different Batmobiles, and they had a Dark Knight what? pinball machine.
0: Yeah, does that even exist? <laughs> it, I don't even know these things. No. I, and I've been watching. You've been doing a little thing on the history of the Batman video games, right? Yes. Which we should do one
1: oh Oh no, not? definitely yes. But,
0: but in your Instagram account, you've been doing here's the different video
1: games of Batman, but I have never seen the Batman racer it's never been oh, in there I know and at least for that arcade game I don't know if I'm you can play it I might do a section just on arcade games that's yeah. separate from the console just yeah. because arcade games are just as important They're so so good so so I can definitely do that and there have been Batman racing games where it's just you in the Batmobile mm. going so mm-hmm. that
0: exists too all right and then you got different <laughs> buttons for like. yeah Bombs, and yeah, stuff yeah. Throw out, yeah. They have well, like even little machine guns. guns, yeah. <laughs> but, but he always,
1: for some reason, has machine guns on his cars. But ben we Affleck. won't. <laughs> but we won't get into all that, right? Right. This time we're, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked.
0: <laughs> well, before we get into D-Day's episode, mm-hmm. London, do you know about Loot Crate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do actually. Today I am wearing a shirt that was in a Loot Crate box. It's oh, no Deadpool. Way. Yeah. It? Oh, it's a Deadpool that's so cute. Shirt. Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> We'll have to take a picture. <laughs> and Put it on the feed. Indeed, and it is a. It's from Marvel, and it's an, It was an exclusive just to Loot Crate. You can't just go and buy the shirt. So oh. that's one of the cool things about Loot Crate is that sometimes you get exclusive right. content. I and... didn't know that. It, that they got stuff made for them. Yeah, sometimes they what? do. So yeah, that's unfair
0: <laughs> to the to the non Loot Crate members. <laughs> what if I really want to do stuff? Oh well, I guess you can buy Loot Crate and eBay it yes. for higher prices. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, yes, so you're absolutely right. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that are licensed gear or apparel. Exactly, which like is my shirt, yes. Yeah. And collectibles and unique one-of-a-kind items and specialty items and stuff that's just made for Loot Crate, <laughs> which I'm already jealous of. And then for each month they have a different theme. Mm-hmm. I believe this month's theme is Dystopia. So it's going to feature stuff from Fallout and yeah. Bioshock. Anything that has, it was set in the future, but it didn't turn out right. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So they'll have themed items for that. And uh, it basically, it's less than 20 bucks a month. But for a little hey-hey to the History of the Batman readers, yes. if you go to www.loot.com, crate that's l-o-o-t-c-r-a-t-e dot com forward slash h-o-t-b which is history of the batman exactly and then you enter the promo code h-o-t-b-3 that's number three you save three dollars on any new subscription so instead of I think it's 19.95 so you'd be getting it for 16.95 steal it is a steal because i mean that shirt you're wearing is 20 bucks <laughs> like i, I paid yeah. 20 bucks just for that shirt exactly so i mean and you're getting seven other items exactly what's up that's awesome yeah so yeah. uh thank you Crate. we hope that uh people go people go and check you out okay london yes what are we talking about today
1: <laughs> Well, I thought it would be fun to give a brief history on the major trophies in the Batcave.
0: Ah, uh, this yeah. is so
1: good because I've <laughs> I've always wondered what is the Tyrannosaurus Rex? What is the giant penny? Exactly. So, in trophies, I'm meaning especially for people who read the the comics. So, if you are just a fan of the movies or the TV shows and things like that, you don't really see yeah, these right. trophies. They're we're going to talk about. They're not in there. Uh, no. Other
0: than the animated movies the JLA stuff like that things like that but if you even
1: if you look at the 1960s Batman television series Uh, those trophies that we're going to talk about today you don't see them they had the Bat computer and all this high tech stuff where the Batmobile sits and everything but you don't see which which I always found interesting because that show is considered campy. Yeah, how campy is a T Rex in the Batcave? Super campy. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now
0: that, as, from a background of being a producer and working in film and stuff, mm-hmm. so expensive, oh, so I'm expensive sure. to make the, right. the, you know, I mean, Batman the TV series, the '66 TV series, probably really popular and all this stuff, but I imagine their budgets were pretty low. Right. I mean, they weren't exactly. Certainly not matching the budgets that we have today. Exactly. So, if I had a choice between a back computer and a T Rex, (laughs) I'd pick the back computer or the Batmobile or a giant penny. Yes. Because they're probably about the same cost.
1: Right. And so, of course, having not having these trophies would be something that's outside of the TV show universe. It's something that's right. more like real life. Can we really put this in here? Yeah, that's a good point because
0: the real life sets, the real life caves and stuff. I mean, I guess Chris Nolan went and filmed in a cave or whatever. But <laughs> he actually didn't have any trophies in his cave. Nope, he didn't. Uh, the real cave, just getting the item in would <laughs> right. be... Unreal expense. Well, I guess you could build it in there, but it would be unreal expense to ship all the expenses and stuff in it, especially the giant penny. Like, exactly.
1: On, how are you going to do it? Yes. <laughs> so that's my theory. Yes. I, I think that's solid. Solid. Uh, right. And so that's maybe one of the reasons why when we look at even Tim Burton's Batman or Joe Schumacher's right. Batman – you don't see that. All you really see, I mean, not not the major right ones. But you know, now that you mention it, I wonder
0: why Joel Schumacher didn't have it. I mean, if anyone was going to have it, it, it was going to be, be those, him. Ba- <laughs> yeah, like Batman Forever. Which totally to say, you. It, yeah, yes, I totally yes,
1: totally yes. So that's a little surprising, but. If you aren't into comics, maybe you're not as familiar, but of course, if you've read any, <laughs> almost any Batman comic, the Batcave is probably in there, and the Batcave yeah. is now even just, if you know Batman, you know he has a Batcave. What? Talked about <laughs> talked about in everything, so that's almost common knowledge, even if you aren't a huge Batman fan, just like the Batmobile. Batman has a Batmobile. He has the Batcave. Anything bat, <laughs> yes. he has. So in the comic books, beginning in the 1940s, he started having what he called originally trophies. And they would mirror his adventures or his triumphs over villains. And he would collect things from the crimes and have them in his first it was Hall of Trophies. And it turned into putting in the Batcave.
0: And how was he able to remove these things from, (laughs) from essentially the crime scene with no
1: one noticing? I mean... Some people did notice. Wayne Tech. Right. But we never saw the, oh, we didn't see the process of, well, in some comics we did later, but when they first got the giant penny or the T-Rex, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to show you how I get this in the Batcave. Right, right. That's just, oh, it just magically is here, right here. Yeah, because what's he going to do?
0: I mean, (laughs) no one's supposed to know the Batcave exists. Right. So I'm going to hire a bunch of
1: construction workers (laughs) to like move this into this. (laughs) haul it in right. like <laughs>
0: oh you know what i bet all right theory time okay he hires the movers or whatever to move it into wayne manor he has a wing of wayne manor established as a museum quote unquote a private museum only he can go okay so then he goes and they move it into there and then once it's there he he himself and alfred i guess dismantle <laughs> it and move it down into the do cave i don't know,
1: but yeah, it might. It maybe. It it, it maybe it did. I think Um, I'm I'm full of it right now, (laughs) but that's okay. No, it's understandable because especially when the trophies first came in the '40s and the '50s. there wasn't any room for explanation There wasn't needed now if you try to do that in a comic and you're like right. how would I get that in there right, people right. would ask but then it's just like oh okay you just roll with it you're like okay that's in there and that's just where it is
0: and here's a question for you yes. what are the trophies obviously I know about the Penny and the T-Rex
1: but are there others yes there are and that's what we're going to talk about today. there it. are some that are well known like the Penny and the T-Rex and there are others that are maybe a little bit obscure but you see them more often in the Batcave and of course depending on the writer and the artist and everything it, it changes it, it differs sometimes oh,
0: he's got like a rotating a yeah, curator
1: sometimes you'll have certain things maybe you'll just have the big three that I'll talk about and two of them the giant penny and the t-rex are part of my I consider a big three sure. of, of trophies and so you'll always see those and other times you'll, you'll have other things so that's what we're going to talk about today. If you want to know more about what's in the Batcave, we'll do an episode, maybe a two-parter, that's talking about just the history of the Batcave just itself. That would be great. Yeah, but I thought we can start a little smaller today and focus on trophies because I love them. I personally think anytime I read a comic and the Batcave is there, I'm like, what's in this Batcave what? this time? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, I got to
0: tell you, I didn't
1: think about it, but
0: the minute you said trophies of the Batcave, I was like,
1: ah, oh, what a great idea.
0: <laughs> I want to know more about this already. Okay, so what's the first? Okay, well,
1: first, when Batman debuted in Detective Comics 27 in 1939, yes. a Batcave didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> he did not have a Batcave oh, as we know it. Was he just operating out of his mansion? Yes. Oh. We, there, was, there wasn't there was a Batcave. That did not, that concept of to a Batcave. To the bat library. Cave, exactly. The Bat library. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Oh, my God. <laughs> So where did this come from? Wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought, you can of course correct me if I'm wrong, I thought in the very first comic
1: didn't you say that he ran out in the field and fell through some boards into the Batcave? cave that wasn't in the first comic but it was in later uh, issues but okay. the first time okay. we see him he changes into his costume in his room <laughs> now, I mean it's not like he goes in the Batcave. there's right. no Batcave, cave it doesn't exist
0: I'll be in the closet Alfred <laughs> dun, dun, dun. so
1: all of those small that mythology I mean even the Batmobile didn't happen I mean he had a red roadster but it wasn't the Batmobile yeah. like <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) he had a really sweet car why wasn't
0: any of this featured in year one by Frank Miller why didn't Frank Miller talk about this but yes (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's awesome. I'm jazzed. So
1: stuff like that, it happened over time, over the next like, 10 years. Oh, it happened within that decade. It was little by little. It came because even, I mean, Robin, he didn't happen in, until 1940 and it touched commas 38. Right. And then even um, Alfred didn't come until 1943. Oh, really? Yeah. What? <laughs> Who was taking care of
0: Bruce? Was he just a bachelor living he in was, a huge yeah, mansion? Yeah, it was
1: just him and Dick.
0: <laughs> but before dick but it before was just it was just him
1: yes Chilling like it was alone. literally 1939 1940 when it's like his crazy. literal year one it was just batman
0: that's crazy because i mean alfred is his number one connection to the family and the yes. heart and all this stuff and
1: even today alfred is the link to all of the batman family members that he's the one that everyone cares about oh, like sure. even if one person doesn't like another everyone is centered on alfred oh, so sure. that's why he's the he's like a major person in the Batman. Well, he like, saves yeah. everyone exactly I'll, I'll never forget batman's like i'm wounded
0: <laughs> like i can't i'm not going to make it and alfred's just like i'll bring blood <laughs> set. Yeah, like you
1: know? i got you it's fine Yeah. Um, so Yes, some of that mythology was developed over time, and we don't even get to see any of the trophies until 1942. And it's a Bill Finger story. It's Batman number 12. Mm. So Batman number one started spring 1940, so... We're in the right time period, and we see Bruce and Dick in their civilian gear go into the quote-unquote Hall of Trophies. That's what it's called, and it's just—it's a locked room within Wayne Manor, so it's not. Okay. So it is in the manor. It is That's in the like manor. It's like a private yes. museum in the manor. Exactly. Okay. So it is in the manor. We don't have really a lot of developed uh, Bat Cave things yet, even though we'll we'll get to that in a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Yes. I, this is a brief side note. Yes. Are you telling me that Dick showed up before Alfred? Yes. So essentially, Bruce Wayne was living alone in this house yes. with Dick. Yes. For at least two years in comics. Now I understand where everyone was getting upset. Right. For all this time, I was like, I don't get where... For they're... at
1: least two, almost three years in comics, I mean, time. Yeah, yeah, it was just It was just those two.
0: I remember you had said that in the early years, the comics commission or whatever was like, oh, we have to clean up comics because they were getting all this homosexual right. nambla and
1: even and even stuff. though that really got more serious within the 1950s sure. and even though Alfred was there and he wasn't well, I once mean once Alfred shows up yeah right but even we don't see Alfred as we do now that the, they didn't see him that way then i mean he was part of the the batman stories and became a popular character he even had his own side stories for oh. a while adventures of alfred which are really great stories episode by the way. i know yeah we have to do it just have to note it bad yeah. cave episode alfred yeah. episode yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> there's so much to talk about huh. um but yeah for a while it was just them and but people liked robin so much i don't think it was a problem and of course robin the was seen almost as, as the first sidekick
0: yeah no i i don't think it was a problem but and obviously but you can see why I maybe can, people i are can like, see how the hmm. very conservative mindset right would look at that and be like a rich older man living with a younger man <laughs> alone in a mansion for years hmm. i mean they kind of did it with michael jackson oh mj <laughs> sorry too soon? (laughs) All right. Anyway, totally crazy (laughs) side note. Let's talk about,
1: (laughs) lay it on me, Hall of Trophies. Yes, the Hall of Trophies. So the, the two things that you see that, you can almost recognize with the characters that have existed there is a there's an actual penguin statue like the animal the penguin and Love it's a like a, a statue and it's because of the penguin <laughs> villain that, what? yeah okay. so but it's a penguin statue and then there's an actual joker face like a mask almost within that room. So those are considered his first trophies that we see in this. Was that a mask that he ripped off of a henchman or something? There's no backstory for that.
0: No. I wonder if that was (laughs) the inspiration for... Joker cutting off his face down the line, like year, oh, years right, later. Oh
1: right, right. Who did that? That really horrible. Oh, the death, the death of the family. That that line. No, the one
0: where Joker cuts off his face and he hangs it on the wall. Right,
1: right. That was in the reboot, The Detective oh, Comics the yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Who was the artist on that?
1: Well, in that main story, it would have been Snyder and Greg Capullo. Okay,
0: so I wonder if Greg Capullo looked they at went the further old, with yeah, that story. Yeah, they went, yeah, old, yeah. they went way back. They were looking in the first issues' Hall of Trophies, and he was like, "I like that image. <laughs> I'm like gonna that, that's." That, joker's face right there exactly
1: that could totally be inspiration it could be i mean i know that different writers and things like that call to kind of almost obscure things like that. Right. And especially because they, they have access to the archives, right? Exactly. Uh, we're on to you, DC. Those archives. I can see that. If I was a
0: writer and I was kind of stuck, I'd be like, I'm going to go to the archives. I would
1: visit that as much as I yes. could. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm you. like, oh, I want I want to look at this particular issue from this right. year. Right, because
0: you you'd, go you'd find all this old stuff and be like, I could bring that back. Mr. Freeze. Oh, what right. happened to this
1: guy? Let me remaster that guy. Yes. Here. I got you. Exactly. So we have our first unofficial look at the Batcave, in, or at least a part of the Batcave, or soon would be the Batcave. But in that same time, the Batcave didn't really exist until after the first Batman black and white serials by Columbia Pictures that came right. out in 1943. And the opening scene is Batman sitting in this dark room with these huge bats flapping over him, right. sitting at this desk looking menacingly like in deep thought. Yeah, like a and, gangster. Yeah, and they, but they call it the Bat Cave. High atop one of the hills which ring the teeming metropolis of
0: Gotham City, a large house rears its bulk against the dark sky. Outwardly,
1: there's nothing to distinguish this house from many others. But, deep in the cavernous basements of this house, in a chamber hewn from the living rock of the mountain is the strange, dimly lighted, mysteriously secret Bat's Cave, hidden headquarters of America's number and one... And that, that, that's the first time you actually ever hear the term. Oh. It's not in comics yet. It's in the film. Right. Before that, however, they would have a place where Batman could have his Batmobile and his... Bat Gyro and his <laughs> bat plane, and it was the in these. Garage. Yeah, and Bill Finger called it Secret hangers. It would be kind of this he would have like this elevator that would go underground and he would have this thing where he can drive the Batmobile down below so Mm -hmm. on the top it's Wayne Manor but at the bottom he has his Batmobile and he has this quote unquote crime lab that's a really small place (laughs) where he figures out what to do. So it's not an official Batcave where that term doesn't come actually until the serials but in the comics Bill Finger thought of oh well we do need a place where he has all his Bat gadgets and the major things like where is he going to park the Batmobile? well he can't park it in the, in the driveway <laughs> <laughs> that's a little giveaway so right. we have to hide it so there was this system of elevators and just things like that cool but yes after the serials Bob Kane he put the actual term Batcave within the, the Batman comic strips within the newspaper dailies ah. and so that's the first time we actually hear the term Batcave and then that was incorporated into the comics nice So, once we actually get a Batcave, and that was in late 1943, and I think the Batcave was in the comic uh, next year, 1944, The Detective Comics 83, which is the first time we see the term Batcave. There were a lot of things, the Batcave, and then even the grandfather clock that we know in the comics where you can go through the grandfather clock to go to the Batcave. Yes. That was introduced in the serials, too.
0: And I heard in order to open it, you set it to the time that his parents were killed. And
1: I know this episode isn't gonna come out on this date, but today does mark the day that Thomas and Martha were killed. You're kidding. Yep, June twenty sixth. What? Yes. I had no idea. <laughs> you sure you didn't plan that? Because yeah. that's a really awesome side note to yeah. like segue, right? Let's do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So June 26th, which was established in Batman special number one, which was like in the 80s. Um, it's a Mike W. Barr story. But yeah, that was established that that was a day Bruce witnessed the murder of his parents. And then 1047 p.m. <laughs> is the time that you set. That's the time that wow. they were killed. And that's the time you set on the grandfather clock to open it
0: london you could get into the Batcave, cave no problem (laughs) exactly
1: and even that time is more of a newer thing that wasn't until a grant morrison book which of course grant morrison would be like yeah yeah. that should be the time Uh, yeah that was in batman and robin number 14 in 2010 or something wow yeah so so. it's still going the lore is still being exactly which I think that's awesome. Yeah, I know. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't I, I, have thought of oh yeah that what should be the password. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but who's going in the grandfather clock besides Alfred? Who would know? Like you know what? I'm I'm gonna try to find trap well, doors, pull it, a book in the library to
0: open up the. <laughs> But this is what I'm saying, London. You are suddenly whisked into a parallel dimension where Gotham City actually exists. You get the invitation to go to Bruce Wayne's <laughs> soiree. You're in Wayne Manor. Are you going to look for the Batcave?
1: Hmm. Or
0: are you just going to hang at the party with the socialites?
1: I'm sure if I am even... Too close to the grandfather clock, or stand there a little too long. <laughs> Alfred's going to be like, "Can I help you?" No, no, no. <laughs> he's going to be like, "Hmm,
0: <laughs> he's, he's away. He's dealing with the caterers. You've got a good twenty <laughs> minutes. Twenty minutes, and you're watching the grandfather
1: clock tick. Maybe, maybe you know. if I do discover the Batcave. Usually, anytime someone discovers the Batcave, they become part of the Batman family, get to wear a costume, Boom! and become so. That'd hey, be so I could be a crime fighter. Yeah, you could be because the new... I discover the Batcave. Yeah. So you
0: could be the new London Robin. <laughs> That's uh, so good. Okay, I'm sorry. let's tell me about the trophies. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we have the Batcave. That's established in 1944, and so now there will be a, an area almost where they have the Batmobile, and they have the crime lab, and they have all these things, and then we have the area of. The trophies, and they're still right. dubbed trophies. You
0: probably already said this, but in the original Hall of Trophies, mm-hmm. there was no backstory
1: given. It was no. just,
0: this is just my collection. Oh, Dick.
1: from my adventures, crimes, you know. So he, it wasn't even Jim oh. showing Dick Grayson. They just were in there. <laughs> they were just let's
0: relive some. <laughs> right, memories. and that was just
1: almost like a side thing. Gotcha. It wasn't even a main story plot <laughs> or anything. Just, throw it was away. just yeah, it was just like a side thing. Oh, we're in Wayne Manor. Look at this. It's the Hall of Trophies. Cool. So it was gotcha. a, but it developed into something more. So there are more obscure trophies that maybe will appear in... In versions of the Batcave, maybe not, and and of course, I love this one because I love Egyptology. That was one of the subjects I studied in, in college, oh, yeah. and but I just love it in general. And there was this mummy sarcophagus in there for a little bit, and it would what? sometimes appear in the Batcave. It's from Detective Comics one fifty eight. It was a it was a story in the nineteen fifties, and was uh, it Batman versus the mummy, <laughs> kind of. <What? laughs> he has to fight this villain called Dr. Doom and he's smuggling things Ooh, in a Marvel mummy think case about that? <laughs> I don't even know if Dr. Doom existed yet. I'm not huge on my Marvel uh, lore or the exact dates but right. that would be interesting but he did not pop up anywhere else really <laughs> okay. this is probably a one he's like a one shot villain we're going to let you slide he's, on this right, one, so it's like we're watching you <laughs> so he was smuggling things in this mummy case and so after Batman and Robin apprehended him they kept the actual mummy <laughs> case, and he put it in his back cave. So it's it's things what like that. What was he uh, Like jewels. Uh-oh. You know how robbers were in the of 1950s. It's always like money, jewels, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Nuclear weapons. Right. Uh-huh. Now if you see someone that's stealing jewelry, that's boring because no. that's just how people are. I, I think mean, I think some people. Yeah. But I think that that's classic. Anytime you or at least then robbing a jewelry store oh, or robbing a bank, those are classic. Okay, these are what criminals do. Yeah, it's legit. So I'm, I'm there's obscure things like that or maybe there's the big dice. Have you ever seen that in comics they're like these no. two big dice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not fuzzy dice. No, they're no. like
1: two big dice and that was from a story in 1947. There's the huge chess pieces, like the huge chess. I've seen You've the have seen that? Piece. Yeah, that's from a story, 1947. Too. That even sometimes we see costumes. So one of them is actually Red Hood's costume. So that's the one in. It was a story from 1951.
0: The Joker, Red Hood, or the, the Joker, Red Hood. Okay. Yes,
1: and that was from Detective Comics 168.
0: How did Batman get that? <laughs> they don't. They don't explain. They don't. Oh.
1: Just mostly right now, they don't explain. So they don't. How- ex- did they
0: explain the dice?
1: No, they don't. (laughs) Okay. But you see some of those things. The chess piece is from a particular comic. Is that a story? I mean, that was a story. There was a villain and he used like huge chess pieces. And so, and they kind of fought on the chessboard. He was like a pawn, like Uh Batman. It was that whole thing. But he actually kept those almost props in there. So it's that. Cool. Yeah. And then there's the Red Hood costume, which is from a Bill Finger story. When you learn about the Joker's past, that's when you learn about his first quote-unquote origin story, right. him being the Red Hood, then falling to the vet and becoming the Joker. So he has that costume, which is a very, I mean, it's kind of retcon now, but it's a really cool story about Thomas Wayne. And he was dubbed the first Batman. Batman
0: to- has... Thomas Wayne's costume? Yes, it's
1: in uh, Detective Comics 235 and it's a story from 1956 and the is called The First Batman and Batman is going through, it's not even an addict. it's like his old boxes and things that he has <laughs> and he finds this costume that's old and tethered and it looks like the, the bat suit in a way but more kind of festive, so we have a flashback. Like a bat. Mardi Gras. Yeah, kind of like Batman. it's a costume. Like, and So we learn when Bruce was young, before his parents died they went to this costume party and and uh, thomas wayne wore this kind of Batman type of costume uh, like a too. man bat man bat gotcha. type of costume wow and there's even the panel where bruce sees it and he's like oh this is so cool i would love to wear this someday and then thomas says i'll save this for you son and it's kind of like oh when you're older son. <laughs> And then you learn in that story more about Thomas and Martha's murder because we know that Joe Chill which was established a few years before this story he was the one that shot Thomas and Martha in Crime Alley. You learn that he was hired by this mob boss named Moxon. Moxon. Yeah like that's his last name Moxon they call him. Joe Moxon. Moxon. (laughs) And so Thomas actually has a run in with him at this party and so later on Moxon hires Joe Chill to kill Thomas and then Joe actually kills both of them. What did
0: he do at the party? (laughs) He's like, "You, I'll kill you."
1: They're actually gone to this huge fight, and Thomas beat him up. And yeah, and he was fighting in the bat man. At the, the costume fa- party? At the costume party. What did party. he do? Insult <laughs> Martha? Like what happened? <laughs> no they were like almost crashing the party and it was more with mob deals and all this stuff and it got really uh, tangled up and then but since so, it was Thomas. So you're
0: having a costume party and then the mob just shows just up. Just shows up and, and is, then like, they give f-
1: us all your money. Right and then they fight yeah and then wow. Thomas fights them and so it, it gave almost a backstory or a little extra to the killing of his parents right. Well
0: the original one was just Give me your pearls, right? I mean, it's not, oh yeah, it's and not that's like still... that wasn't unheard of. I mean, it was during the Great Depression, right?
1: Exactly. So that story still stays, and so they just developed a little bit more. And in this story, Batman or Bruce, um, he actually wears that costume to try to scare Moxon, who's still alive. Oh, and he actually does scare him so much. He's like I'm Thomas Wayne, and so, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you oh, and so he thinks that's a ghost. Exactly, you got it. And so he thinks that he. Write this. <laughs> Yes, you are perfect for golden age, yes. silver age ridiculousness. Let's bring it back—the red and blue Batman. And so he thinks that that's his ghost, and it literally scares him to death. And he thinks that to he's debt. got re- oh, Well, he okay. actually runs out to the streets and is just hit by a truck. Of it's course. actually, of course. of course. So, so he got revenge, but of course he's like, "Nah, not enough. I'm still Batman. I okay, can't get over <laughs> it. Like, no, no, this isn't enough.
0: I gotta take so- it. I gotta take it to the streets. Exactly." I understand.
1: So then he has Thomas's Batman suit in the cave. So that's another costume that you may see in the Batcave. You don't really see it. I mean, I think sometimes in more recent comics you may see it, but it became more retcon. Even though in the '80s, Lin Ween he retold this story in the Untold Legends of Batman. He just retold the story and kind of brought it back. Even though I think after Post-Crisis or when Post-Crisis happened, they retconned it and that doesn't exist anymore. And We're that whole idea of the Thomas Wayne being Batman, that story, that doesn't it's just exist. Gone? Yeah, it's just gone. That it's a good doesn't. It story. It is a good story, but it doesn't, it's not canon.
0: Oh. As, it was I, like I a one shot.
1: Almost, yeah, because uh. that story was just like a regular story in, in, in the comics, but I think they just took that away. I think hmm. it's more because they, want, they don't want to give reason to why Batman's parents died. I think if you tried to rationalize uh, it, like, oh, Moxon hired Joe Chill because Thomas Wayne messed yeah. up his plot. Like if and if you make
0: it too clear, right? then it, his war on crime is too narrow. Exactly. And, and he, he just becomes a psychopath. Like, yes. Like, hell-bent on violence.
1: Exactly. And so, And so now, if you just know that, oh, this mugger killed them, almost yeah. just because, yeah, it was just, for... Just the element of yeah, crime. Exactly. And so I think that gives Batman more reason to continue his crusade. And I would agree. I think that that may be part of it, or maybe they just didn't like the story. <laughs> yeah, well, it could, be both. It could but, be both. But yours is very insightful. Very <laughs> insightful. Okay, we're gonna
0: take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, what are we? T- the big three? I don't know.
1: Yep, we're gonna talk about a couple of things, and then the big three. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we'll <laughs> be
0: right back after we try and pay some bills. All right. Welcome back, Woo-hoo! London. Yes. Lay,
1: lay it on us. <laughs> We've been talking about the trophies in the back cave. We have. So we just talked about Thomas Wayne's original Batman suit that's in the Bad Cave or has been for, it was for a few decades. And there's actually another costume or suit that's in the Bad Cave that is seen more even within the modern comics. This one wasn't a retconned or not considered canon anymore. This kind of still stays even in today's comics. I bet
0: I know this one. Which one? This is uh, Jason Todd. Yeah! Yes! Ding, 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 ding. Right. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is everywhere. I guess I first saw it in Dark Knight Returns. That That's right. By Frank Miller. Yes. And then after that, it's just been around. Yeah, it's just
1: been around in in different comics. It was even in
0: Zack Snyder's, BBS.
1: Yeah. Yep. So that one was, like you said, that was in Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, which was in 1986. And this alternate... Elseworld future show around the time that Batman or Bruce Batman decided to retire. And then we're 10 years after that. The time he retired was around the time that Jason Todd died. And in the in this in this series, we aren't it isn't explained what happened to Jason Todd. We just figure he he died somehow in something they were doing, crime fighting, and he, he died. And I'm not gonna give anything away, but if you do want to find out or you wanna read a prequel to The Dark Knight Return there is a one shot out that came out a couple weeks ago and it's Dark Knight Returns The Last Crusade and it's a Frank Miller Brian Azzarello one shot and that actually talks about Jason Todd with Batman and the backstory behind the Joker within this Dark Knight universe so if you are curious as to what happens to Jason Todd why he died how Batman pretty much went into retirement why he stopped being the Batman that is a book you should pick up it should be at all your local Comic Shocks, including Meltdown Comics. So you should go pick it up if you want to read it. It's pretty good. So anyway, yes, this is the first time we see the Jason Todd suit. Bruce looks at it. Even Carrie Kelly, who is the Robin in this universe, sees it. And it is, I mean, of course we know later, which people say, oh, I think it's, uh, they knew they were going to kill him off. And people always want to connect it to Death in the Family, which happened two years later. But I think they just... Did it just because Jason was Robin at the time and Mm. it just fit into this timeline of this could be a realistic future because Jason was Robin. But... Jason dying of course seemed even in this story seemed like Bruce had a lot of guilt, a lot of oh, regret. Yeah. It was and his all biggest of, failure. Right, it was his biggest failure. So that suit in the back cave is a reminder of that for Bruce. It's also can be kind of troubling for the Robins that come after seeing Jason Todd's suit in there. It is kind of, this could happen to you. now. I mean, or, or it is kind of like a, hey, we're not kidding around. Right. Like, this is, I, even though you're kids, this is a dangerous job. Well, yeah. which is always what Adam would talk about. Yes. Adam <laughs> constantly points out that I man
0: is just throwing children into
1: harm's way. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, Barbara Gordon got paralyzed. Yeah. Exactly. And later on, especially within early 90s comics, I think you even see it within the Nightfall series and then Prodigal, you see the Batgirl suit in there as well. What? Because she's not Batgirl anymore. So it's just oh, right. lots but of reminders. Her mantle didn't pass down? Well, I guess, I guess they just get new They just get new suits, but in some comics, you see Jason Todd's suit, and then you'll see the Batgirl suit, too. And if you want to go kind of more modern, in the Batman Beyond universe, especially in the cartoons, you see their costumes within that Batcave. So this suit actually stays, and like you said, that's in even Batman vs Superman. In comics right now, in movies right now, that Jason Todd suit is still here. It's still canon but that is definitely one of, I think, the more emotionally driven things within the trophies is Thomas Wayne's Batman suit because that's his father and then Jason Todd's Robin suit because he feels guilty over the loss of him. And, yeah, it's just a lot of guilt, a lot of feeling behind that. So I think that's just some of the reminders or one of the reminders he has and keeps it in there. I failed. (laughs) No, I, I get it. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, what else? Okay, what? so now we are going to talk about our big three. Big
0: three. All right. So I know
1: yeah. two. Yes, you know two. So we're going to talk about the other one, and then we'll get to. Or the... Or do you want to do the the two and then
0: save the big reveal for the third? Because I don't think anyone we knows can, the third. No.
1: Yeah, we can do. We can do uh, the you two. That listen you talked to about. the end. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you want to talk about first? We can talk about the T Rex if you'd like. I would love to. Okay.
0: I, I have a theory about the penny, but I don't know anything about the T Rex.
1: Okay. So, like I said, you don't see the T-Rex in the live-action movies no. or production
0: costs. No right?
1: Way. You don't. You don't see it. I mean, you may see it in the the more recent animated films or things yeah, it's like in that in animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would see those things, but really, you only you really see it in the comics. If, and like I said, if you've read any Batman comic, there's a Batcave. The T-Rex is there. It's, usually, usually it's there. Ninety-five yeah. like, percent of the time, it's there. And it's an interesting prop because it's <laughs> it kind of shows you that we are in a fictional world because you have this kind of oh. insane thing of you have a T Rex in the Batcave. Yes, Batman actually existing in crime fighting and dressed as a bat and having all of this stuff. Yeah. There's it's it's fantasy, but then you have this kind of insane look at this T Rex. Whereas Let's say we did it in Nolan's universe, how this underground cavern there's lots of waterfalls and everything, is all dark, and then you have like this kind of very minimalistic look of like a computer right. and things like that. Platform. Right. If you threw a T Rex in the corner <laughs> <laughs> it would break the vibe. Yeah, it would break the vibe. So I think having the T Rex just in comics almost fits perfectly just within the comics. Because you can almost can see it. It's a comic. It's kind enough. of fun. Yeah. So I think I think it's kind of cool because it kind of reminds you, like, okay, we're we're dealing with some. It's fun. It, it yeah, is fun. I think
0: it's it's a fun thing.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a fun trophy, and it actually came from a story. It's a Bill Finger story. All right. It was in Batman number thirty-five, which was in nineteen forty-six, and it was called Dinosaur Island. And <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Wait. So that's a legit T-Rex. I thought it was like a mechanical prop or something. No,
1: that's the thing. They go to this amusement park that's almost has like this a, is the Golden Age. This yes. This okay. is nineteen forty-six. Okay. We have to remember. Yes. This is when stories were were very. You'd be like, why is this a thing? <laughs> why. But it's like, why not? So they go to this amusement park that has almost a Jurassic Park type feel. Oh, like walk with the dinosaurs! Right. I just went to Universal Studios, so I have Jurassic Park. I can totally picture it. I'm jealous again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the the robots and they're like robot dinosaurs. They are robotic. They are robotic. Yes. The robot dinosaurs kind of get out of hand. Yes, and so
0: attacking people. Right. And Ah. so
1: Batman literally has to stop the robot dinosaurs. And so after all that is done and they fix it, he's like, I'm going to take this dinosaur back How's with me. How does he do it? You can't attack the...
0: <laughs> I mean, you're going to throw the batarang at it? It's just going to bounce off. It's an insane <laughs> robot. The T-Rex is ten times his size.
1: Right. Pulls it down with batarangs and uh, bat rope and yeah. things like that.
0: Okay. I guess if you got it fall down, it'd be like, right. I can't it's like... Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So after this, he takes home the so dinosaur. So he's just like, let me keep it. Right. I'm just going to keep it. See you later. You're okay, Batman. Wait,
0: is it in the comic? They legitimately are. Like, you take it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's why even then now, if they did that now, they'd be like, "What?"
0: Yeah. Well, someone they're... would be. Like, oh, I'm gonna follow this convoy that's shipping the Tyrannosaurus Rex away. But now they're just like, "Enjoy, Batman." <laughs> High
1: five. All right. And just fun fact: when he first brought home this trophy. It wasn't a T-Rex. It was a Brontosaurus. What? (laughs) So we actually don't see it as a T-Rex until 1948. That's hilarious. You can tell. Who was the editor? Well, Bill Finger
0: wrote it, right? Who was the editor? Right. Do you
1: remember? I'm trying to remember who the editor was. It might have been Vince Sullivan still. Okay. So like my,
0: my... I could see it. Our conversation with Paul Levitz has gotten me into the mindset. Bill Finger's like, yeah, it's a brontosaurus. And then next issue, Vin. Vin. Vin, He was like, no, no, no. It's a T-Rex now. Make it a T-Rex. Brontosaurus eats vegetables. Somebody did some research and was like, brontosaurus only eat plants. We need a meat eater. Make it a T-Rex. Although there is evidence now that T Rex was also vegetarian. What? what? Anyway, but that's okay. I'm Fun fact. Not trying to burst bubbles. Hey, it's, a it's theory. okay. It's a theory.
1: Hey, it's okay. But yeah, in this one, it was actually a Jim Mooney who was an artist in Batman Forty Eight. He drew it as a T Rex. So maybe they did have some yeah. type of conversation. We're like, let's make it a T Rex. He was like, okay. And yeah. then, ever since, it's been a T Rex. Well, good call. Yeah. Good call, Vin. <laughs> That's my official yes. Yes. <laughs> so, of course, now that T Rex is literally, I, I mean, in almost all of the bat caves that well, you so see. It's cool. It is. It's, it's a fun prop. And now, when you think of the bat cave and you read comics, you're like T Rex. Yeah. You think of T Rex and you also think of the giant the penny. penny. The right. penny. Right.
0: <laughs> and I, I have a theory.
1: Yes. It's got to have something to do with
0: Two Face, right? And
1: something about a bank. Well, originally, Two-Face had nothing to do with the giant penny.
0: Originally. Originally. Later on, which we will talk about. Here I go again. I'm writing it. As the editor, I'm like, this penny, (laughs) you've got to tie it into Two-Face. So they retconned it. They retconned the penny. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) DC, I'm available. My (laughs) rates are
1: cheap. Okay, what so, <laughs> so, but it's funny because most people think that the giant penny automatically has always been two faced because I, I certainly it's did. it's currency and it's a giant yeah, it's coin. A, it's a coin. It's a coin. Yeah. So you're like, He's got of
0: the course. quarter. He's flipping the dollar. Exactly. Where, what does he flip? A quarter or a fifty
1: cent piece or what? Sometimes it's silver dollars. Sometimes it's a quarter. Gotcha. Depends. But Never the 50 (laughs) cents. Sorry, JFK. You didn't cut it. (laughs) Um, But the first time we see the giant penny is in a World's Finest story, which is number 30. Mm -hmm. You have to remember, in World's Finest, we don't see a Batman-Superman story until, like, issue 72. So in World's Finest, there was a Superman story, and there was a Batman and Robin story. So Superman got 12 pages, and then Batman and Robin got Right. Ah. So, so yeah, it's World's Finest. It's issue 30 from 1947, and it's the story called The Penny Plunderer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there is this man named Joe Coyne, C O Y N E. And he. And he used to sell newspapers, but he lost his job because he was pitching the pennies that he would get for the newspapers. He was stealing them. so they were like, oh, you're fired. And so then he goes on this whole crime spree, stealing pennies from banks.
0: I gotta tell you, this isn't a lucrative (laughs) way to go, buddy.
1: So now, his first crime was stealing pennies from bank. Like stuffing his bag with pennies because he's obsessed with pennies. Fill this bag with
0: money. No, no, no. (laughs) No. Just pennies. Not the Dollars, no
1: No bills, all pennies. pennies. (laughs) That would be like
0: 50 pounds of pennies and you get like, I don't know, 100 bucks, maybe. Yes,
1: it was worth it. Sorry, go ahead. He doesn't even cash it out. He just keeps all the pennies. He just looks at it. I
0: had a friend when I was a child. They would hot glue pennies together into logs and then make like a log cabin out of pennies. Oh,
1: huh.
0: I mean, it was cool. Yeah, Yeah, but,
1: huh. Interesting. Penny art. Penny, I know. I'm sure that exists even today. I,
0: you know, I bet, in I bet deviant
1: does. art people, somebody's got to do Someone it. Someone has penny art somewhere. I made, I made
0: this Batman sculpture out of pennies.
1: You'd buy it. <laughs> I I, I kind of would. Yeah, I I would. I kind of would. So, then Coin starts doing all of these crimes surrounded by the penny. Yeah. Um, so that's his thing. That's his motif, is the penny. And of course, like a couple other crooks, they have this giant penny, and they use it for one of the crimes, and Batman and Robin have to stop him from terrorizing people with his giant penny. and what's he gonna do? Like roll it down the street? Because <laughs> he steals a, the penny from this almost exhibit, and then he from a museum. Yeah, okay. and then he uses it. So first of all. Batman tries to stop him. When you
0: say uses it, what is that? All right, boys, bring out the (laughs) the 20-foot penny. Because
1: it's huge, so he can crush people and things like that. But Batman originally... Tell me where the
0: pennies are. I won't tell you nothing. (laughs) Bring out the giant penny. But
1: Batman originally tried to stop him because he's stealing from a museum, and it just happens to be a giant penny. And then after... That's so random. Did they talk about where the giant penny came from? Who made it? No. What was an exhibit for? It just had random... It was just an exhibit. Yeah, it was just an exhibit. It wasn't like for the mint or something. No, it just was a giant penny. All right, and cool. so, but then um, Batman, they art. stopped him. <laughs> modern art back then. <laughs> yeah. They
0: were like, you know what? I'm going to comment on capitalism making giant pennies. <laughs> I
1: got you. But uh, after they stopped Coin, he got to keep the giant penny. That oh, was- I-, I heard
0: about this. Wait a minute. Little known fact. Maybe you don't know. Did you read that comic? Which one? The one where Joe Coyne showed up and Mm -hmm. stole the penny and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. I heard he kicks Batman's butt. Like Batman shows up and he's got a sock with pennies or he's got a roll of pennies in his fist. And he fights with pennies. Yeah. And he just kicks Batman's butt twice. He
1: knocks him out. Because it's all those pennies he didn't cash out. Yeah. (laughs) But is that true? Did he just clock Batman? Yeah, because part of him is not just doing penny themed things. He has pennies on him. (laughs) At all (laughs) times. So that's part of his weapons, along with two other guys. Because there's always, especially in these stories, there's always a few guys that are around the main villain. Well, sure, the henchmen. They're henchmen, and so it was them. And then he fights them. And there's always, Batman doesn't just knock them out and that's it. There's always, oh, he hit me and I'm down. Or Robin fights him and, oh, no, Robin's hurt. Or, oh, no, (laughs) he got kidnapped or something. So it can't be always easy for him. But, yeah, Joe Coyne gets him. A couple times. A couple times. I can't
0: believe it because Batman's super black built a martial artist and here's this untrained Books. dude who's just was it a fist of pennies or did he have a sock? Sock. Oh okay, so he's like, like side
1: the head. But still,
0: pennies. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that he kicked his butt. Oh, I guess Batman didn't have the helmet. No, uh, no, he but... was just in
1: his regular Yeah, but this is why suit. he did it. After I got kicked. He remembers. You know, remember that time we fought that Yeah, he's like guard? when I got
0: mm. when I what's that called? It's called like a blackjack or something when you do that, when you put something hard in a sock and black mm-hmm. people. Anyway, <laughs> After I got blackjacked. Uh, that won't happen again. Alright, I'm sorry. So
1: so yes, in the story, that's where the the giant penny comes from. That's, that's where it's really established. Cool. And even in other comics, which they're sometimes a little ridiculous, we see the giant penny in use. Like there's this one in com use. Yeah. Batman needs to block radio waves or something. Yeah. So he flies the giant penny in a helicopter to block the the radio that's great.
0: waves. That's great. Who wrote that? <laughs> Good job. Good job. We need a big source of copper, a big copper disc. But we don't have time. I got you covered. I'm Batman. That's awesome. Good job, writer. And
1: Or he, one time he used the giant penny to uh, Crush like. Crush somebody. Yeah, there was someone that broke into the Batcave somehow and Whoa. like he used that. and. Like, That's great. Yeah, so it's just, you see it's sometimes. Wait, sometime. did the guy
0: live? Was he crushed by the giant penny but lived? I don't think he lived. Oh, but, Batman. <laughs> but
1: hey, this is... Loophole. But they might not even have said that he died, but yeah. who would live? <laughs> no, no
0: one would live. But their whole point is he's eliminated. Dot, dot, dot.
1: Loophole. And we were talking about before, how do they get these huge props into the Batcave? Right. In a, in a Batman comic in like early 1980s, like 1982, Batman and Robin are actually discussing how they can trans... I mean, I think it's like a flashback to this story almost. Nice. Like they, tra- they talk about how they transport this giant penny into the That's back hilarious. So it's not like that that's must never be a, been...
0: Is that a modern day story? Uh, yeah, yeah. Modern, Who right? else would write that? Good job, <laughs> modern day writers.
1: So it's not like they haven't thought of that before. And no. that didn't cross their mind. Like, how are we going to get this big T-Rex or this... Yeah. giant uh, penny. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. So, I respect, respect. Right. So, our last uh, major trophy that right. I consider is Private three is the oversized joker card. Have you seen that in in comics? Now that you say it. Yes, it's I have like seen it, it looks like a joker playing Yeah, It's, card it's like almost. the
0: one that they claim it was
1: designed from right right that that jerry robinson was inspired by it right it looks like that and the thing is even though uh there might be some random uh story talking about it there's not really a a main this is the comic that it was first introduced that Mm. there's a reason why there is a joker card there's no background to it there's no joe coin story or dinosaur island (laughs) or things like that there's there's no story but It's of like coo- the, some of the other stuff. Right. But, of course, you always see that, that Joker card, and I think it's because it represents the Joker, who is Batman's major arch nemesis. And there's still as much mystery surrounded by that card as there is about the Joker himself. And, Interesting. And I, I think, I mean, I'm just talking here. Well, but I mean,
0: but why would you want to keep such a huge honorarium of your nemesis I mean (laughs) I, I don't know but okay. I guess it goes to this whole, they can't exist without each other.
1: Maybe. And if in this quote-unquote Hall of Trophies, as it was first called, or just all these trophies that are within the Batcave, it represents Batman's war on crime and the and the <laughs> crimes that he's done. And he fought dinosaurs and he fights penny criminals and things like that. And well, then Joker yeah. is Joker. I have a theory
0: now. This is okay. my theory. So Joker made that card in some sort of... As yet untalked about, crazy case. Mm-hmm. Batman almost didn't make it, and da 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 da, all this crazy stuff. But of course, Batman triumphed, right? But at what cost? <laughs> so he keeps it as a monument that he's like, I can beat him. Mm-hmm. I just have to, you know, risk it all or whatever. <gasps> Who who's gonna write that DC? <laughs> Somebody
1: wants to see that story. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure, but, and I would like to see an actual backstory for the card. That's what I'm saying. It would be, that would, so that would be yes. really cool. Because yes. it really isn't a backstory. It's just like there's just a huge Joker card and it's always right next to the giant penny yeah. and the T Rex.
0: I'm intrigued. Right. Now, I want to see that story too.
1: So, that uh, Joker mask that was originally in the locked library room hall of trophies, oh. that pretty much that's what it turned into. That's it's what it's saying. A Mask anymore. It's oh, it's the card.
0: Interesting.
1: And since we said the Jerry Robinson was inspired by the Joker card, maybe it pays homage to that. Mm-hmm. But. It just seems like I I, w- I would feel weird if in the Batcave there wasn't anything that didn't represent Joker because Batman oh. in a lot of in a lot of comics he's always on his computer trying to figure out information about the Joker <laughs> and can never find anything because you don't know who the Joker is or yeah. anything like that. At the same time, Batman
0: is constantly fighting the Joker. He needs some place where it's I'm not reminded of the Joker. Well, I guess, but the Batcave's not that. Place. I don't know.
1: I think Batman no, I, is very obsessive I'm about with you. him. Yeah, I, I I'm with think you. that he maybe needs. <laughs> I agree. He needs that. And maybe other people, especially if you're listening, maybe you have theories about why the Joker card oh, man. is there and which... how how can they <laughs> how can they deliver the theories oh, of to course. you? if you do have thoughts about it or you read somewhere or, or if a you comic want to see that DC written backstory for the <laughs> Joker card, <laughs> let us know. Right. But you could always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com for about this, about this episode, or any other episodes. Um, before we talk about all that other fun information, all the social media you can follow on History of the Batman, one of my favorite images of the Batcave is actually by artist Dick Sprang. He created a lithograph in 1997, and if you follow me on Twitter at histofthebatman of the Batman or Facebook at history of the batman i have this as my cover photo it's it's a huge i can show you mason i have the picture on oh, my phone sorry oh, guys you can't see it but dick sprang oh, did this wow. and it's the whole back cave and it has literally everything
0: yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a giant it's like an old uh mad magazine find where's waldo yeah type and, thing and but it's sprang, everywhere of course that's who, awesome right and it
1: has not just the Batmobile, but it has, even what we talked about, the giant penny, the, penny. The, the T-Rex, and they have the huge Joker car. They have the suits of Riddler and Catwoman <laughs> and all this extra stuff. But I think everything that's in here, you probably may have seen one place or another in right. the Batcave at some point. Yes. So, like we said, we'll go into a huge history of the Batcave in a future episode, but... And you'll
0: bring that so you yes. can make sure you can hit everything. Exactly.
1: I'll definitely look at that as, <laughs> as reference. But the trophy. Fees within the Batcave are just as much of iconography and important to Batman's mythology as the Batcave itself. I don't think it would be as fun, I don't think. No, to, I agree. Especially seeing it, it in comics. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be as fun. And even though in some Batcaves it's more dark and it's not bright and pop, you'll still have a really realistic T-Rex, like in All-Star Batman. Yes. You have yes. the T-Rex and you have these props. You have the Joker card. You have the Batmobile. Even though Jim Lee's Batcave is super, it's more quote-unquote realistic if we had to make <laughs> the Batcave realistic. Right. Yet he still has that T-Rex in there. Yeah, yeah. So. No, it's
0: good flavor. It's good right. flavor. So
1: I think we couldn't have a really awesome Batcave within Batman comics without these trophies. I agree.
0: <laughs> and thank you for the for the tour. I no, I it. think
1: the ones we, we touched upon are the major ones. Like I said, it rotates sometimes. Yeah. They might have other things, maybe not one costume or maybe all the costumes, but the ones we discuss most of the time, they are there. They, they are there. I, yes.
0: I like the idea that <laughs> you know, every couple months or so Alfred goes and curates. the Right. The bat, There's the even cave. some
1: panels where he's dusting the T Rex yeah. <laughs> and things like that. So That's awesome. Right. All right. That's awesome. Well, thank
0: you, Lennon. Thank you again.
1: And if you want to follow or follow more History of the Batman, like Mason said, right now I'm talking about Batman in video games because this year marks the 30th anniversary of the debut of Batman in video games. Uh, You can follow on Instagram at History of the Batman. And like I said, on Twitter, History of the Batman and Facebook, History of the Batman. Like I said, if you have any questions or feedback or you want to talk about this episode, the Joker playing card Any of the trophies, anything, then email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com.
0: And if you want to actually come and read any Batman comics, come on down to Meltdown Comics, 7522 Sunset Boulevard. We've got more comics than you can even read in a day. <laughs> and you can check out our comic shows in the back. And you can feel free to listen to any of the other shows on the Meltdown Network, which most of which I produce and some of which I'm uh, co-hosting or hosting. Check it out. Thanks, guys. and Thanks, guys. And London. Peace, love, and Batman.